If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Today I'm here with two of our firefighters, Cameron McKinnon and Kelton Vine. Thanks for being here. We also have Kalia Merrill, who's my intern, and she's also going to be here and help ask some wonderful questions during this interview. You guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. I am so excited to talk to you. You're mysterious and you're intimidating and you're awesome. (laughs) And so the purpose of the podcast is really just to let the community get to know you better. So go ahead. Take it away, Cam. Well, I wish more people described us as mysterious. I <laughs> never heard I've never had that title before. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, so I've been with Kaysville Fire for 12 years, almost 13 years now. I graduated from Davis High School and then came over here right after. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Another Davis. Go Darts. <laughs> so, Go Davis. <laughs> uh, right now I'm an engineer, which is the driver of the truck on our shift. And then I'm an advanced EMT. And Kelton's a paramedic. He can tell you kind of the difference between those two. But and then I do the Kaysville Fire Department Facebook page. Yes, you so do. I am the guy. He's Cameron, revealed. I'm so glad that you're willing to come out on this podcast. I feel really privileged <laughs> yeah, to be able to share to that here. with the world. Your posts are hilarious. Well, thank you. I love it when I'm watching the news and they talk about you and they talk about the fire department and just the wit and humor that you bring makes it so interesting. You know, a post about change your batteries in your smoke detector is kind of boring, but the way you present it is really interesting and fun and it's engaging. Yeah. How did you start that? So five years ago when Chief Larkin was still the fire chief, um, I asked him if I could start some social media accounts because we didn't have any and he gave me the go ahead. For like the first year and a half, we didn't have much of a following. Um, we didn't get much engagement because everything was serious. They did it like a typical government account, yeah. shared some safety messages. And then Chief Erickson came on board and without his permission, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm really sarcastic. I, I'm really witty too, especially like in writing. And so I started doing some posts and kind of asked for forgiveness after. And we got <laughs> a lot of great. engagement, a lot of shares and... Uh, people really liked it. So um, Chief Erickson loved it. The city manager, Shane, he loved it. He said, stick with it. It's making the city look really good. And oh, it does. The it's rest fun. is history. So, Cameron, I love it. What I especially love is when you use names in there. And my little suggestion is, you know, add some city councilors in there because okay. it's funny. It's really <laughs> funny. It's just funny to kind of poke fun at ourselves and, and, and share a great message as well. Yeah. And it's been mysterious. I've had so many people ask me, well, who who's doing it? And I've kept your secret, but it really wasn't a secret, but it's been mysterious and fun. And that's why I, I mentioned mystery. Yeah. Because like, people weren't really sure who I'm was more reserved. Like I like to keep things quiet. And so that's really why I haven't gone like super public with my name. But at the same time, you're if people witty ask. And clever and you're yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. People ask, like, I'll, I'll tell them who I am and. 
you know, it's just been really good. I think it's been really good for the department. Um, like you said, the news picks up our stuff all the time and not just local news, national national news. Um, and now we have followers from all over the country, all over the world. Like we have a lady from Scotland that really? checks that in all you? the time and people from Australia and it's pretty cool. Yeah, so. it's great. And what I love seeing is the interactions between other cities and, and our city and they'll kind of poke fun and just the camaraderie and, and the jibing back and forth with PD. It's so fun. Yeah. It just makes the city engaging. Yeah, it's been really good for, I think, our relationship with the police department, like you mentioned. Um, a lot of people, I think, sometimes think we butt heads, and we really don't. Like, it's Not fun just all. to poke fun. It but, is. I mean, we, we're in the trenches together. We all the really bad calls we go on together. Um, everything. I mean, we experience it with the police. And so it's fun to go back and forth. It's just like, you know, a brother, sister, rival, exactly. rivalry type thing. It, but, it, it's just, it makes the um, city really quaint and um, it brings us together. And then another other thing I love is just making fun of my coworkers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we love that too. We has it. been a victim, <laughs> and they they provide the material sometimes, like uh, the picture of the firefighters drawing oh, that uh-huh. I did the police caption saying they were doing the police entry level test. They sent me that picture. Oh, really? Oh, good for you guys. So it's yeah. a it's a big effort, right? A group effort. Oh yeah. yeah. And so their captain was like, hey, I took this picture. You do what you do and make it happen. And so <laughs> we did. And, you know, it's been really good. So, Well, it's so much fun. Thanks for doing it. And keep it up because you keep us all laughing. Thank you. And it is so incredible to see the, the engagement. I mean, you'll have hundreds of shares and hundreds of likes and comments and stuff. And people are reading the post and they're learning something and they're being safe and they're also laughing. Yeah. And and it's just, it's fantastic. Kelton, tell us about wow. yourself. Yeah, so uh, I've been with Kaysville. I'm coming up on six years. Um, I'm a paramedic. I just finished paramedic school in uh, April up at Weber State. Um, I'm also an engineer. I'm a driver there. Um, so I split my time between driving the engine and then on the paramedic rescue. Um. Tell us the difference between EMT and paramedic. Yeah, so there's there's actually three different levels. There's basic EMTs, and then there's advanced EMTs, and then there's paramedics. And they're all okay. just different levels on what you can do. Okay. So basic EMTs is kind of the starting point. You go to Davis Tech, you get your basic EMT, how to do a basic patient assessment, take a basic set of vitals, get a couple medications, but it's just it's a good foundation. And then advanced EMT is the next level. Um, another course you can take it at davis tech or weber state um and that's where you really you can start doing ivs you can start hooking them up to the monitor you can start pushing more medications just expanding your scope okay and so everybody at our department has to at least be an advanced emt because we run als ambulances so you got to be an advanced emt to work on that ambulance als advanced life support oh i was gonna thank you for clarifying that (laughs) and then paramedic is just that next step up um, it's a little bit more grueling of a program. I did mine up at Weber State, uh, about nine months, like a full-time job, just a very grueling program. And that's just, you really get into the more uh, cardiac stuff, patient assessment. Um, the, the advanced life-saving. Yeah, more okay. medications, more airway management, that kind of stuff. And so the way it works is when we get a, when we get a call, it gets coded based on uh, the dispatch notes and the severity of it. So it'll get an ambulance. It'll always at least get two advanced EMTs that'll go. And then if it's something like a heart attack or stroke or 
you know, a full arrest or anything that's bad, then they'll kick out medics and we're on a separate rig. Okay. That's why people always, you know, I had a fire truck, I had an ambulance and I had a, a smaller expedition. What is our medic truck? Durango. Durango. Yeah. 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 F-150. <laughs> Anyways, I've had all these units here and, but if it's more severe, they'll kick out the medics. Then when we get there, um, we kind of take over, overwatch the scene, make sure the assessment is good, kind of take over control of the medical side of things. Okay. And kind of take over the patient. And then, so yeah. So and then I, get someone to a hospital or. And then get them to the hospital. Yep. Wherever they need to go. And being engineers, drivers, that seems like that would be really nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big deal. I mean, I yeah, love it. It's do, actually. Do you really? So. When that you're a firefighter, scary. you're very engaged in everything. So if it's a medical patient care, if it's a fire, you're the guy fighting the fire. When you promote to engineer, your engagement goes way down. And so oh. pretty much the only time I have fun is when I'm <laughs> driving to driving. a call. <laughs> and so lights and sirens, that's my five minutes of fun. And then I get there and I, I'm the guy that they're like, you know what, just sit in the corner. You oh, don't really? know what you're doing anymore because you drive a fire engine. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> And that's really sick us, but yeah, it's, it's fun, but it is insane how some people react around us. Just oh, very poor driving. They don't, they don't pull over. Yeah, just they, pull to the right. Oh, um, some people not- actually, they're aware we're coming and they get in a race with us. They will speed. They pick <laughs> it up. To try to outrun you? Yeah, trying to try to outrun us. us. Oh and it's, gosh. so it's great. That's not all people. That's not most people, but it that's, does happen. There's so. always those few people that make <laughs> things interesting. So, so you're not going into the burning structure. No, you, you as, were as a firefighter, but now as an engineer, you don't. Correct. You stay with the Yeah, so as an engineer, okay. the job transitions, obviously the first part of the job is getting to the call safely. Mm-hmm. And once we get there, um, our job is to run. We have a big pump on our fire engine. Our job is to run the pump, make sure the guys that are going in have water, not too much pressure, okay. not too little pressure. Um, we carry 750 gallons on our engines. And just as an idea, I mean, our basic attack lines will flow 150 gallons a minute. So you have about three to five minutes until we're out of water. So that's why we catch a hydrant and our job is to get the hydrant to the truck. Oh, okay. To make sure we have a constant water supply so that they don't run out of water. How, how do hyd- fire hydrants work? Is, the, is it just continual or is there so many gallons that each hy- hydrant no, it's, contains? So it's off the culinary water system. So oh, it's the same it? okay. water going to your home. It's okay. Water. So as much as you need. Yeah. And... Um, we actually, we have great pressure here in Kaysville because we have a mountainside. So our water tanks are up on the hill mm, and good. gravity naturally feeds us. So we're actually fortunate. We're like in the Midwest, they have issues with pressure because they're flat. They, have, flat. they don't have hills, but we have that. And so, yeah, unlimited water for whatever we need to do. Um, our job is really important at the fire scene. So on medicals, like I said, we get stuck in the corner, but on a fire call, um, that water is their lifeline when they go inside. And so right. if that water is disrupted at any time. Or it's could, too much or too little. Yeah. If we lost effective. it, if we lost our hydrant, whatever happened, um, they could potentially die or get hurt working mm-hmm. inside that fire scene. And so right. our job is to stand at the pump and make sure that water is continuous and the pressure is good. Right. And you're constantly adjusting that, aren't you? Based upon the need and the severity. And okay. So that's a big, big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's all a big deal. You have to work together. Yeah. Every (laughs) aspect of the fire department. So when you get called on a medical call, since you are a paramedic and you're also driving, so you're driving and you're also a paramedic or. So I'm a, I'm an engineer paramedic. Okay. So I usually 
my crew rotates quite a bit. That way, everybody on the crew knows okay, how to see do. Okay, each. All right, got it. Um, the different jobs, but I usually split my time. So if I'm on the engine, I'm just an engineer. Okay. Not just an engineer. Sorry, man. I'm yeah. driving and yeah. you know pumping. Oh, I'll and all say, that. sir, you're one of me. <laughs> like we are, we are one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but about half the time, I'll be on the medic rig. Got so it. then I'll be more focused on the medical side for those shifts well and thanks for explaining why maybe more than one vehicle will show up yeah that, we, we do get that a question. lot like we had a fire engine and we had an ambulance and we had a medic rig why and they send why everybody? they send so many people right. and but you just and don't I think know. a big thing people don't think about is if you take yourself to the hospital you're typically ambulatory you can walk in and get yourself to a bed if people are calling 911 it's right. because they can't get themselves to the hospital and so where we go on a lot of patients that are they're in the back bedroom of their home they can't and if people are heavy you can't just send two guys on an ambulance to then carry a 300 pound patient out Absolutely. of the home and so we're going to send the cavalry to go ensure to, that to we're save not, that person's life yeah to yeah. help them and then it's also safer. us too like, yeah, safer for them and safer for us to mm -hmm. just have the manpower oh absolutely a lot of back injuries and knee injuries on the fire service because you yeah. don't send enough people and, and so if heavy. we can send a heavy response it's going to save us so we can make it a 25-year career and not have those injuries what well, is is that typical do, do people last 25 years or is there a pretty uh limited amount of time where people can really be abused you know as far as physically having having the job and being able to to do the job yeah i think most people who get into this career field they make it to the end of their do they career. okay good um in the city of utah we used to have a 20-year public safety retirement but now it's 25 oh. um so to draw your full pension you have to make it the 25, 25 years um, a lot a of people time. get into it young though so if you start at 25 you can retire at 50 that's true um but yeah, I, I mean, we have some older guys on the crew that you can tell they, they're slowing down. It, mm -hmm. It's rough on their body, but if you stay in shape and, you know, keep your body fit, you're able to do the job. Yeah, that's so. good. We appreciate everything that you're doing. Tell us about some of the, some of the more interesting calls that you've been out on. <laughs> people a, always, people always ask, you know. One. You have to think for a minute. Maybe funny calls or unique calls or, or dangerous i don't yeah, know just stick out in your mind the most <laughs> interesting ones <laughs> so that's always a tough question for me because when i start thinking about it i can draw out all these experiences uh -huh. but after 12 years of doing it i sometimes on the spot i'm like what have i done yeah. <laughs> because, it's well it's so routine to you too yeah it's just your yeah. everyday life it's hard too like i've had to kind of when I first started, I was all about telling the stories, what happened on the 48 hour shift, you know? And then I realized like some people don't view it as I do. And so I'd be telling a story and somebody would start crying and I'd be like, oh, like maybe I, oh, I haven't told stories in a while <laughs> because of that. Um, as, I, you're, as you're thinking, do you work 48 hour shifts? Yeah, is, so is that how it works? Our full time schedule, we do two days on, so it's forty eight hours on, and okay. then we have four days off. And then four days off, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's grueling, isn't it? Yeah, what do you do? Like play card games? <laughs> like, like so, just wait for calls? What do you do? So our schedule, I mean, eight to five, we're training, we're interacting with the public, we're doing inspections, we're staying busy. Um, after five o'clock, we kind of wind down. We eat dinner together as a crew. We go to the gym mm -hmm. together as a crew bedtime and through all this when a call comes in we just drop what we're doing and leave mm. um through all this um but then we'll go to bed 
wake up, you know, if calls come in the middle of the night, we'll get up, we'll go on the calls, go back to bed. Next day, same thing, we'll go to the gym, we'll train, we'll interact, we'll do all that. And so it's, it's fun. We, our crews were, we're a very tight so you, department. So you're basically, you're living together pretty yeah. much. So and you, you spend get to a, know each other, don't you? spend you? a third of your, third of your year, third of your life with your crew. So it really mm-hmm. becomes a family environment. Um, and we're all, and even but throughout the crews, just a very tight department. Like we all get along really well. Um, like Kelton and I, we used to be on the same shift. We got move shifts, but we're like, he's one of my best friends. That's I was great. at his wedding and really, that's yeah, good. Like we, we try to, you become brothers. Yeah. We sisters. do a lot outside of work. And yeah. yeah, I would say like, if somebody asked, I would say, yeah, Kelton's like my brother. He, we're super tight. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Um, what he was talking about. So I think a lot of people have a misconception when we say we're on duty for 48 hours that we are awake that whole time. We actually, we each have our own bedroom. We have our own bathroom. Like we have a private space that we can go to. Um, so we often do get sleep. It's usually interrupted because at three o'clock in the morning, Mima wakes up and trips and falls and we have to go out and <laughs> right. pick her up and put her back to bed. We do a lot of that. Um, right. But um, yeah, so I actually like it the way it works out. We work 10 days out of the month and then we have 20 days off. And so when you frame it that way, it's actually incredible. That like, is incredible. Yeah. Okay. That, that helps in terms of just thinking you're working constantly. It'd be exhausting, but, but you are working a lot, but you get some time off. That's good. So Thank I you. thought of a funny story. Oh, did you? Okay. We I mean, that's <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> um, last summer, we had a guy show up to the fire station and he said, Hey, my garage was just on fire. I put it out, but can you guys come check it out? Which is kind of abnormal. Like usually people call 911, but we're like, yeah, <laughs> right. we'll come check it out. We get there. He wasn't sure what had happened. He's like, I, I found this cardboard on fire. I don't know what happened. Um, can you guys look at it? And so we're there for a while. And after a while, uh, this little boy, his little boy shows up and comes into the house and he's got like black soot on his face oh, and his hands. Really? And we're like, I think we found the mystery <laughs> to this fire. And so as it came That's out, like, really funny. he ended up saying, yeah, he, he was involved with it, but. And his dad had no idea. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> so so funny. it was kind of a mystery for a minute. That's and funny. then he came walking out with the evidence on him. That That's cute. He had. So, which we Kids. don't encourage children right, to play with right, fire right, in any way, but that time when it happened, it was kind of comical that how we found out, hey, you're the one responsible for this. Right. This is not, not some mysterious uh, combustion going on in your garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Do you get called for uh, gas leak checks? You do, right? Mm-hmm. They call you. Um, how about fire, ex- fire uh, what do they call it? Smoke detector problems. Mm-hmm. Do people yep. call you for those? Yeah. Okay. Yep. People, it's interesting, I think. All of our smoke detectors are at the very top of our vaulted ceilings, which is crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm 4'11". My husband's 5'5". <laughs> five five. I don't know what was going on. But they're so hard, we can't even reach them. Didn't you just make a Facebook post about oh, that? Yes. Yeah, it's just so, it's so frustrating. And I would love to call somebody <laughs> which, to say, can you help me with this? So, uh, the reason I made that post is on my shift, we had a lady call us and she's like, Hey, I've got a smoke detector in my vaulted ceiling. I can't reach it. Can you come out? So we came out and we're like, yeah, we don't have a ladder to get up there either. And so she was a little frustrated. We were frustrated. And then we kind of laughed, like we all laughed together that why would they stick it up in the right, vault? But clear up there. But you guys would go out on a call like that. Yeah. yeah. And we do it okay, all the time. Like, a lot of people I mean, feel bad. Not that that's the service necessarily, but... Yeah, and we encourage people to call. Like, okay. when in doubt, if you think there may be carbon monoxide in your home, gas, 
um, your smoke detector is going off and you don't know why, just call us. A lot of people, they feel really bad. They let it go. And then we get out there and there actually is a gas leak where there is carbon monoxide. And we're like, we're so glad you called so that your family wasn't in this all night long. And so we encourage the public anytime you need the fire department, don't feel bad. That's what we're paid to be here. We're here for 48 hours. We actually love getting out of the station and Going and, and out having and an opportunity with okay, the to do and your so, job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, call us. I went on a went on a call. This old, this elderly lady had fallen, and she was hurt. Like I don't remember if it was a broken hip or, or knee problem, but we got called about eight a.m. and get there, and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, so "How long have you been down?" She's like, well, "I fell at about 2. I'm You're like, kidding. I'm like, well, why didn't you call us when you fell? And she's like, well, I didn't want to wake you guys up. Oh, and I'm sweet. Like, wake us up. That's like, this so is what we that do. And so we love doing it. Is like, that a broken hip? Or it was either a or hip or a knee. She was hurt, though. Really? We have this up and laid there. And Elderly she people just, fall. She just laid there? Yeah, they wait till the morning. Even we've had spouses where like wife will fall down and then husband tries getting him up, can't. And so they just wait four yeah, hours until the like, sun's up and then they call and we're like, don't serious? wait. Like, we're, we're here. That's we what we're going to come out. We oh, that's help. so sweet. But it's precious. When we first when we first moved into our house, we had a new alarm system that we had not previously experienced. And anytime someone would, you know, family show up, they'd trick the alarm. And I swear you guys probably came out the first year at least 10 times it was so embarrassing <laughs> it was so embarrassing and we finally had to educate everyone in our family okay turn off the alarm and we were so embarrassed but everyone was really nice about showing up and you know, yeah like i said it's what know. we do and we everybody that works here loves what we do yeah so we're never going to complain about having to come out and at least checking it out even if it's a false alarm that's what we hope for because that means everybody's safe and well we had all these um these CO2 monitors, I guess, that would go off. Mm-hmm. Are those are those something that we really can depend on, the kind that plug in and then it's attached to an alarm system? Yeah. Are they pretty good? Because ours would trip all the time and that's why you'd get called. So They're good seven to ten years and okay. there's a date printed on the back of carbon monoxide detectors and smoke detectors to tell you when it was manufactured. And then you need to find out from the manufacturer. Okay. You can get it online. Is it good for seven years or ten years? And then you replace them. But yeah, they're... They're pretty they're accurate. Pretty, they do a good job. Do they? Okay, so. that's good to know. Do you have any questions? Well, one of my questions is why, like, why do you want to become a firefighter? Like, you're making it sound glamorous, like, uh, 10 <laughs> days and then 20, but it's like, it's a grueling job. Like, what were you like? Uh, I want to run into fire in homes so for a I, living. I think about this all the time. <laughs> I was your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy right here. Um, but I was like, I have, I truly think I have like the greatest job in the world. I go in really? and like I said, my crew and the department are like my brothers, like my extended family. We all get along. So I get to go in, hang out with this great group of guys, work out, eat dinner with them. And I'm pretty much on standby for anybody's emergency. And mm. as soon as the emergency goes in, comes in, we all click together, handle those professionals, get a, you know, they say they call us, somebody calls us on their worst day. Right. You know, and we get to help somebody and then we get to go back and back to hanging out and training and stuff like that. So I, it's cool. And maybe I'm not seasoned enough in my career, but I truly still believe that this is the greatest job out there. That is so good That's to hear. So, yeah. I it's, wouldn't it's, do anything different. I really? absolutely love it. And the reason, so I was being funny, but the reason I said I was Kelton's inspiration, he used to work at Dylan's at 200 North of Maine. And oh, you did? Yeah. I love Dylan's. <laughs> yummy. So, <laughs> Kelton worked there. One night we had a really bad car accident, a car versus motorcycle. I was on duty. We got there, um, and side story within the story, um, this kid's really, he's hurt really bad. 
and um, we didn't think he was going to make it. His vital signs weren't trending well. He had oh. traumatic brain injury. Um, ended up pulling through, had this miraculous recovery, came back to the fire station like six months later, uh, thanks to Saul, he's walking, talking. He had to relearn how to walk and talk. Um, like he had a long recovery, but that is one of the coolest parts about the job is when you truly make an impact like that. Like we you played a role in saving life. this kid's mm-hmm. life. And of course he went on to get a higher level of care. Like the hospital did a great job as well, but um, because of our actions, we were able to give him another opportunity at life as a young kid. And so it worked out really cool. But Kelton, he's in Dylan's flipping hamburgers and yep. looks out and sees our crew. And he was like, I am doing that job. Really? Yeah. It was, it was cool to see. So, I mean, um, yeah, I worked at Dylan's. I was looking out the drive through <laughs> window watching all of because this. they were out in the 200 North intersection and just how they all came together, working together, getting this guy taken care of. I was like, I'm going to do that one day. Kelton, that's and, really neat. Did you talk to to these guys at that time, or no, not really? No, you were just later, doing your job. Really? He gets hired on, and he tells that yeah. accident. I'm like, I was your inspiration. Really, I was there. That was thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Really yeah, <laughs> and then can I share my story too? So it's more serious. Um, when I was 12, I was with my sister um, in Layton, and she was 16. We got in a really bad car accident at Hillfield and Main Street, and we're there, two young kids. And Leighton Fire shows up and my sister, um, she had gotten some blood on her hoodie. So she took it off and it was cold. It was like early February, very cold outside. So I took my hoodie off, gave it to her. Leighton Fire shows up. The first firefighter that saw me took off his big bunker coat and put it on me. And then they took us aside and that firefighter stayed with us until our mom and dad could get there from Caseville. That is really neat. And so... I knew like the way he made me feel in one of the scary situations of my life, I wanted to provide that to other people. And so thanks to that latent firefighter, thanks to latent fire who we get to work with all the time. Like for a long time, I actually wanted to be a latent guy, but grew up in Kaysville. So (laughs) Kaysville guy. And I love Kaysville, but I also, I love latent. I love, I mean, they're a great department and they've been, the guys there have been a big inspiration to me. Like I owe my career to that crew that came in. You guys, that is really neat. (laughs) I love these stories. It's so interesting, isn't it, to find out what motivates people and and how other people have impacted you and didn't even know it, the impressions that they make. Yeah, for sure. Gosh, that's really neat. That's so cool. (laughs) It is, because it makes me realize that what we all do matters. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you never know the impact that you're going to have on someone. and. Mm I mean, we had a guy uh, earlier earlier this summer that he wrecked his bicycle. He was injured. Um, he came back to the fire station months later. I didn't even recognize him. Like we, our interactions with people are so short that mm-hmm. sometimes you you forget faces. And he came back just to thank us that he felt like we treated him like family. We provided really good care. We were a comfort to him. And he was just a, like, that meant so much to me when I was hurt that Kaysville Fire would come and treat me so well. That and is so, so neat. I mean, your little actions, the way you treat people, the way you interact with people, you don't know how it's going right. to impact their life. So, But it does. And and for generations, I mean, you're, you know, someday your family will, will watch you and maybe emulate that and... It's so neat. Well, thank you so much for being here. Clea, do you have any more questions? No, that's it. It was nice to meet you guys. It was so nice to talk. It was so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. I've always, I'm a huge podcast listener. Are you? Oh, good. (laughs) So coming in here and seeing this and being (laughs) part of this, it was, it was awesome. So. Well, this is good. Add, add this one to your list. We're going to get Chief Erickson on. 
Hopefully he's oh, listening. I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> It'll be great. Very colorful. Yeah. <laughs> he's so much fun to talk to. I've enjoyed getting to know him and both of you. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.